0: Listeners, and welcome back to another episode of My Sister Made Me View It, uh, Megan's Choice, currently covering Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson. My name is Megan, and I would really like to be getting Jedi Survivor collectibles right now. My name's Emily. I should be working on my book. Because it's due in a week. It's
1: due in a week!
0: But instead... Instead... We're making a podcast.
1: We're making a podcast.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm gonna jinx us right out the gate and say we kind of had a shorter, a shorter rating this week, so maybe we'll have a shorter episode. But who knows? We thought that in Words of Radiance and ended up having to do it two parter. But this week in Oathbringer, we read chapter 21, set up to fail. Chapter 22, the darkness within, and chapter 23. Storming Strange. Emily, at first brush, what did you think of these chapters? They were terrible. <gasps> what made you
1: feel that way? Because when I got my lunch today to eat lunch while I read these chapters, uh huh. Bakery Place forgot to include my brownie with my lunch.
0: Now, see. I don't think correlation equals causation. <laughs> I think in this I don't, case. I don't think this looks like a duck or is too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, besides the brownie mishap. <laughs> They were very good <laughs> chapters. Oh,
1: <laughs> right. I just needed someone to, to, you know, sympathize with me. I am so
0: sorry about your brownie. I don't see how that's the podcast's problem. <laughs> but I recognize that it's my
1: sister's problem. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was going to say one thing I want to say... Um, in case I forget, is a lot of times when we read chapters, it's one chapter of Shallan, one chapter of one chapter of Kaladin. Like, they're all kind of mixed up together. Mm-hmm. But in this one, we got two Shalon chapters, like, side by side. And I felt like that uh-huh. worked really, really well. Like, it was, it was so pleasant Thanks. to have the story continue into the second chapter instead of me having to wait two weeks between recording to read more about what's going on. Um, and these were delightful. We got more, more, uh, how do you say it?
0: Shaladolin?
1: Yeah, Shaladolin. Shaladin?
0: No, Shaladin is definitely Shalon and Kaladin. Oh, okay. Adolin. Shaladolin. Sh- Shaladolin. Shaladolin. Yeah.
1: It was adorable. Shaladalyn? I love them Shaladalyn. together
0: so much. Shaladin. Those are, those are the ship names. And then we've got Shaladin. There oh, we wait, go. Shikaolin. Shikaalin is the is the triumvirate threesome. Uh which one of our new patrons.
1: That is their shout th- out to our newest
0: patron, Trish. Welcome. We're so mm-hmm. happy you're here. Yeah. Woo! Oh yeah, listeners, we have a patron now. I think that'll be like old news by the time you get to this episode because we pre-record so much of our stuff, but but, oh, we just launched a Patreon. We
1: did. If you go to patreon.com slash Made Me View It, there are three tiers. There is the We Believe In You tier for $3, which means you come hang out in our Discord. Uh, we let you know when we're recording so that you can ask questions that we will record answers to while we're doing this recording on the podcast. Uh, so you can come talk to us, hang out with us, talk about your latest hyperfixation, which for Megan is still the Magnus Archives. I think it will always be the Magnus Archives. I think nothing but the Magnus Archives is ever going to infiltrate your brain again. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it never. it never left. It never left. Uh, And then the second one is Friend of the Pod for $7, which you get everything from Tier 1, Discord privileges, and you get all of your episodes on Monday. You get them early. Everyone else has to wait for their Tuesday and Thursday regular dates. Um, And then for $12, you are an honorary sibling. You get access to an exclusive patron-only feed, which is the MCU. Megan and I are currently going through all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's what you get when you sign up for our
0: Patreon. Alright. Uh but for anyone not sitting on a cushion, you get the normal episode, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh Emily. What's what's she on up to Wait, first? Yes. Can you wait, tell me about the tell me about the
1: epigraph. Oh. read me the epigraph. Epigraph says, I am no storyteller to entertain you with whimsical yarns. From Oathbringer preface. I listen. You are a storyteller, uh-huh. but for some reason, I feel like this is uh-huh. a line you would tell me,
0: <laughs> right? The uh, like humble brag. Oh, I am no story. T- <laughs> hey, speaking of storytellers, you guys, um, I started writing a fan fiction this morning. <gasps> Just this morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, a little bit last night, but most of it this morning. So I put my notebook right by my bed. Okay um it was jedi survivor fan fiction oh adorable and i think it's gonna be a big one <laughs> so ellie i need you to play the game so i can tell you about it i've talked dilly's ear off about it because even though she hasn't played the game she doesn't mind spoilers. so i'm like okay listen there's this and this and this and this and this is what we're doing in the fan fiction i may i may share it with the internet or not will depend on how far i get but <laughs> anyway i listen listen i yeah i'm writing this fan fiction but i'm no storyteller to entertain <laughs> you with whimsical yarns <laughs> oh
1: i loved i loved this chapter because again my estimations of Shalon have changed i really like her as a character now i was not sure about Mm -hmm. her in words of radiance she was okay in way of kings like she was a good character but like words of radiance i'm just like you killed a boat you didn't wait for yasna to reveal that she's fine like you just like jumped ahead and did all this stuff and listen by the time you get to the end of the book it makes sense everything she does makes sense why she did it i'm not complaining about that i'm just saying
0: emily what uh now that you've said that our patrons have some things to say about the boat. Okay. Um, they disagree with your assessment that the boat is murder. Uh, because, patrons. Because, because Toku especially pointed out that the boat made a choice, made a sacrifice. Begrudgingly. Stop it. <laughs> made a sacrifice in order to save its sailors because Shalon could not change the boat without the boat accepting that it should be changed. Okay, one, I see
1: that, but two is not the boat still dead.
0: Yeah, but like it got there's murdered. There's a difference between a murder and a self-sacrifice.
1: Which Shalon did the killing though.
0: It sets up well, Shalon's uh, character that she's a murderer. And all well, it didn't become not a boat anymore. It's still like, okay. She didn't destroy it. I she can't believe you guys are trying to else. take away my
1: boat murder from me.
0: Listen, okay. So, bullrog 22 <laughs> says Shalon couldn't convince a stick to become fire, but she could convince a vessel older than herself to become smoke. No way. She didn't have that kind of power. The boat chose for this to happen. It's still uh, Toka dead, says though. The boat the boat said, Toku says the boat sacrificed itself to give its found family a chance. That makes it a hero. Um, I, listen, and- I'm not, I'm not
1: criticizing the boat's choice to do this. I'm still saying.
0: And I'm saying what <laughs> Shawan did wasn't murder if the boat agreed to die. It's still dead at the it's end of the day. It's not cat physician-assisted Murder is called physician-assisted suicide. The boat was involved in this choice, in this decision, to end its life, ergo, not murder. I see everyone's points. I'm still calling it a murder. (laughs) See, and I'm going to say you see everyone's sins differently because (laughs) this was not a murder. The lesson was murder. What Zeth did was murder. You mean, you mean... They weren't what, sacrificed Mildred to teach murdered.
1: something to Shalon. They were Emily.
0: <laughs> they did not voluntarily give up their lives to teach Shalon. Like the boat chose to to take on something awful that others may survive and live on. I don't like it. Don't take the boat sacrifice. I the c- boat. I'm said, calling chose. a spade
1: a spade and a murdered boat a murdered boat.
0: No, you're not. You're calling a spade a duck. we are two completely different things. Listen, if it looks like a duck and it's too good to be true, the boat chose. <laughs> All right.
1: I Listen, once I catch up with everybody... Uh, I will jump into the, into the Stormlight channels. I'm currently keeping myself out of our Discord Stormlight channels just because Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to talk freely and not worry about spoilers or anything like that. And I'm so excited to get in there and chat with you guys and talk to you guys about this stuff. And I'm I'm
0: just really looking forward to it. Emily, when Yasna forced the ropes to turn into smoke, was that murder? Well, we didn't hear the conversation she had with it. So Yes, we did. We did? Yes, we did. At the end of Yasna's uh side, like at, at the end of that short story from Yasna's point of mm-hmm. view, she goes to the ropes and says, Become smoke. And it says, I am a rope. I and then she says, You will change. Then and she, she forces it to. Murders
1: the ropes. A rope murder. No, Emily. <gasps> what? <laughs> Wait, they didn't want to change, but now you're saying that that's not a murder. But when Shalon okay, was able fine, to, die... <laughs> fine,
0: Yasna murdered the ropes, and the boat chose.
1: Just saying, I'm getting a lot of mixed signals on this.
0: No, no, I was listen. <laughs> the boat was not a murder. <laughs> the boat was not a murder. Says some people. This is the the wave I'm willing to die on. <laughs> listen, I I do see people's
1: points of view. I personally in my heart there were there were other ways to solve this problem that Shalon,
0: i understand That's she true. didn't she had a shard blade she could have killed all the pirates That's on not board. what i was going to bring up but she yep Shalon could have done some violence she could have done different murders problem immediately Different murders. Yeah, she could have murdered people instead of an inanimate object <laughs> who had that is a soul, technically alive, who had a soul, and it Listen, didn't want to be anything but a boat. Too. All right, I think we better circle back to
1: this week's chapters. <laughs>
0: uh, Adeline is not exactly back hungover, to what I was
1: saying about Shalon when
0: you interrupted me to do a philosophy lesson about a boat. Listen, it's important that our patrons have their voices heard on the podcast especially when they tell me you were wrong. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
1: um Shalon has grown on me that was basically what i was gonna say is is i'm rather enjoying this and the mistakes she makes feel more palpable rather than like mm-hmm. jumping in and like changing a boat into something else yep. like she's able to see her mistakes and point them out about like oh Delanar told mm-hmm. me to practice with Stormlight. He probably didn't mean for me to go get drunk and practice becoming sober with what little yeah. Stormlight we have.
0: I will say, as you are liking Shallan more and more, mm-hmm. as we hit each book, I find myself liking Shallan's chapters less and less. It's, for some reason, this storyline is not as interesting to me. And I feel like the audience is ahead of Shallan. Through a lot of this, a lot of Oathbringer, and I would like us to be on the same page finding out new and exciting things, you know? Are you talking about, like, we already know who murdered the person, so you're yeah, bored so like- with her trying to figure out who it is? No, we're, we're, we're mm. I think it's more like, yeah, we get it, Stormlight can heal you. No, okay. Uh,
1: let's, I. I'm just trying to understand. Like, is there a specific thing, or if it's just kind of like, this is just how I feel.
0: It's just how I feel. Okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's it's not a specific. Oh, this point. If this were changed, if this were changed, I find Shalom's stuff less interesting, and I find her relationship with Adeline not very compelling. Oh, because
1: I like them together so I know. much. And
0: and and you can like it. it. they are delightful. Adolin's delightful. He comes to fetch her and
1: she is mightily hung over from inhaling the not inhaling, but partaking of the horn eater white. Um, and I'm wondering, are there any words of Brandon that like compare Horneater White to like an alcohol we have
0: in our world? Uh not that I know. Listeners, write in, tell us. We'll talk about it 10 figure episodes <laughs> from now.
1: Um, but Adeline has come to make sure Shallan is okay. And it's so funny because at one point she realizes that she spent the night out as veiled then slept to the afternoon. So like, it's her changing, I'm going to say, personalities is not as easy as just like flicking a switch on and off. Like, she pays the price for what she does. Regardless mm-hmm. of
0: who she is. I think it's because... Sorry, I'm trying to think of, of how to put in words to why... Again, not that I dislike Shalon, but her story is not as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because she... In this book, she lies all the time to everyone, even when it's of little to no consequence. And even when telling the truth would not have a like negative effect. Mm-hmm. Like, I think telling Adeline really what she was doing last night and why i mean she kind of she kind of does she's a little bit but uh i'm wondering is it is it also would it
1: have anything to do because this would be one reason i'd have a hard time with it even though like she's a main character is like she has so much power but she also acts like that doesn't matter like she's
0: which is a character no, choice it's not that. i I also think, and we talked a little bit about this in Wards of Radiance, is that it was really exciting to see Kaladin discover and learn to use his powers because it was the first time. Mm -hmm. And then Shallan also, like, discovering and using her powers may not be as interesting because we've already seen someone go through Mm. it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. I, I find Shallan's stories less compelling and I get Kind of bored when we hit her chapters. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to say one of the reasons I
1: like her stuff so much is because I feel she's good for Adolin, who, like, he likes her. He's finally been able to be himself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think she brings out a good part of Adolin.
0: All right. Uh, So as they're talking about menstrual cramps in (laughs) Roshar, I love where she's like, "I I need another... Reminder that maybe I should have kids patterned very quietly on the wall says, no mating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really fast when uh, I want you to read something that Shalon says. So Ailin says, oh, right. It's kind of easy to forget. He frowned. So wait, you could survive all kinds of nasty murder, but you still dot, dot, dot. Read what Shalon says in the next paragraph. Get menstrual
1: cramps, Shalon said. Yeah. Mother cultivation can be hateful. I'm an all-powerful, shard-blade-wielding, pseudo-immortal, but nature still sends a friendly reminder every now and then to tell me I should be getting around to having children.
0: Anything new stand out to you in that I'm paragraph?
1: assuming cultivation is going to be like preservation or ruin or whatever like that. Like it's ding, one ding, of the, ding, ding. the gods, capital G.
0: All right. Write that down in your notebook.
1: She realizes that her hand is still injured. She asks Adolin for any more stormlight. He's like, I have literally one sphere left, and it is for lighting. <laughs> because all the all the stormlight has run out. As we recall, it's the weeping. They're up in Eurytheru. Like the high storms aren't going to reach that high. So they are having to Bring themselves to use fire instead of stormlight. Ugh! How grubby!
0: How grubby! grubby. (laughs) Shalon has a memory of her childhood real fast. Uh, Turns out she can suppress the stormlight, so she does not glow when she holds it. Is that what Lift does? She says she'd done that as a child, hadn't she? Question mark. What does Lift do that? Does Lift glow, or does she just inhale
1: it and immediately turn it into whatever?
0: uh lift does not inhale stormlight remember how does lift generate she storm doesn't
1: light? okay here's my question um does she know uh-huh. how to do that or is it just or can she just not do it at all
0: from what we saw an edge dancer Rafa. okay
1: okay yeah
0: anyway um adolin
1: is like hey you know dad finally persuaded eli sadius to speak with me um uh, they're kind of hoping that she can she can shed some light on her husband's murder. Mm -hmm. And he asks, this is, this is interesting. He asks Shalon to go with him. And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit into the next chapter, uh, which something that I really liked about Shalon that she was aware enough is that Adolin seems to be like putting his foot in his mouth a lot when he first starts talking to Eli. And Shalon wants to jump in and be like oh he shouldn't have said that he should have said this instead and then she's just like you know what I would probably be making as many mistakes as he is I'd just be making different ones I like the way that she saw that rather than like oh I could have done this so much better and just like gone ahead and jumped in um, I think that she can read a situation read a
0: room and I liked that nice before we get to talking with Eli though I want to uh, highlight uh, Sabariel and Polona getting their nice massages out in the <laughs> sunshine. Um, and that there are plans to tax travel through the Oath Gates. Um, and something from the book, inside the book, The Way of Kings, The Way of Kings, is that it was mentioned there were unusually high tariffs to travel through Urethiru. Mm-hmm.
1: Previously to this, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like we are going to bring that back
1: and the thing is like delanar has put him has put sabariel in charge of commerce and i i'd like to think it's not just because he was one of the first ones there and therefore you get rewarded and get to do something that like maybe you're not good at even though we know he is he's already proven himself by all of the stuff that he did in the war camps and he's talking about we need to go back and we need to reclaim that land before the Thalens or you know the is it the vedans get a hold of it because he's like just because we abandon it doesn't mean like it's not still good land <laughs> and i think he's like i worked really hard for that yeah and so he's been put in put in charge of that and again i i'm fascinated with city building and with just what it takes to run a community because one person can't do it all by themselves You've got to delegate. You've got to have people who know. Like, you know, Navani is working on the sewage. And here's Sabariel being like, hey, I'm doing this. And people are like, oh, we didn't even think about that. And he's like, yeah, I know. Oh, oh,
0: oh. I want to jump back into the ELI. Sorry. Now I want to get into like, oh, we're talking with ELI now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you said that Shalon was thinking, oh, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said that. But then Adolin, like... I think Adolin wins the moment mm-hmm. with Eli. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this is, again, it's kind of what Shalon was doing with Vale, where she's, like, relying on her knowledge of how a scene should go from, you know, her extensive uh, her extensive study and books and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Adolin knows Eli. Yeah. And he knows, like, he's with a room of people and situations with which he is familiar. And... I think the fact that he knows that he killed Sadius gives him an advantage um, emotionally in this circumstance that Shalon doesn't quite know about yet. Mm-hmm. They're both, they're both hiding really big things from each other. Yeah. Um,
1: and I, we haven't seen this yet, but I just wonder, I mean, Dalinar was super close with Sadius. I wonder if Adolin at one point saw Eli as kind of like an ant figure Oh, yeah. You know? Ooh. Just because they, their, his parent was so tangled up in, in that.
0: Mm hmm. Um, but there is another guest in the room that has Shallan's. <gasps> much more of her attention. It's Marais! Who's here? It's Marais! It's Marais! Of the Ghost Bloods. Of the Ghost Bloods. And he already knows last night that she used the ghost blood symbol to get information yeah
1: and she's like "Ooh, should i not have done that he's like no 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 you're allowed to use it like
0: Mm -hmm. and Shalon is like i'm not gonna do anything for you you killed yasna and he's like "Mm, i mean she's tried to kill us first (laughs) a couple times so it's okay Um, and then Shalon says, don't deflect your evils by pointing out the fault of others, Shalon said. I'm not going to further your cause. I don't care how much you demand I soul cast for you. I'm not going to do it.
1: Which means at one point down the road, she will do it. Probably. That's just how I, that's just how I that's, see it unfolding. That's,
0: That's what it feels like, yeah. So, but he's like, hey, but you've sensed the darkness in this place. You've sensed. The wrongness. Yeah, and her task that Maraez, the Ghostbloods, is setting her. Your task is to secure this location. Okay, I
1: have a crazy theory, like super crazy theory, like, like, uh, like really probably really stupid theory, but as they as like Shalon and Adeline are heading to the Sadius war camps. You know, like, Adeline is trying to figure out on the map which way to go. And Shallan's like, it's this, this way. And he's like, how do you know? And she's like, the strata of the, of the stone. I don't know if she mm-hmm. is. She notices that because she's an artist. But there have been several instances where the strata of the stone is very important. Like, when she's in her room in Carbranth. The strata plays a huge part in in like specific scenes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she notices it when they first get to Uratheru. I'm just wondering if the strata of the stone. Okay, this is when I get into like ridiculous, ridiculous, far out there theories, but like messages in it, or like the way Urathera was, the way was created, if. The different strata means different things and only a few of those who can like see it can understand the message. Like I'm getting real out there into like far off Do field. Do but you know what?
0: What? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving. Okay, this. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she's she understands how it goes. I don't know if it's like a another language that the rocks speak. I don't know, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, let's let's keep an eye out for for Strata, okay. I love this. Thank you. Um, what do you think about Shalon using the symbol of the Ghost Bloods, and then the next day telling the Ghost Bloods she's not going to do I anything? I think it forth? was really stupid. Like she was okay. drunk; her inhibitions were lowered. I <sighs> and to be fair, it was Veil vale that did it, and not
1: Shalon. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Ghost Bloods are at least to me. Okay, so we are Megan and I are recording another. Podcast about a book called One to Watch by Kate Stamen London about a uh, plus size woman who is picked to basically be the next bachelorette, and we just kind of finished one of the chapters where she has to get in front of everybody for the first time and like meet everybody and just like all the shenanigans that happened afterwards. And I'm just like, she's so much braver than I am. Like, like I would be scared to death if I were in her shoes. Same for Shalon. But the thing is, Shalon like, deliberately puts herself in danger. I don't know if she has a death wish. Um, but the idea of, like, pulling out the, the, okay, okay, pulling out the, the ghost blood symbol kind of made me laugh because in the previous, I think it's the previous book when they're, like, get it tattooed somewhere and Shalon's like, well, it can't be that secret of a society if, like, everybody has it tattooed on them. Like, people know what it looks like. So I understand why she used it in the moment. I understand why she scratched it into the table. But she herself was just like, no, I'm not going to be a ghost blood. And at
0: this point, she is writing checks she cannot cash. Yep. Well, and she's like, I'm not going to, you know... I'm not gonna do anything for you, Ghost Bloods, as she uses her Ghost Blood credit card at every <laughs> store in the city, and they're like, "You have to pay us back," and she's like, mm, "No, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> but he, Marae's, because
1: they have a, a private moment. Uh, I say teases her. He's he's kind of like showing her, like, "Hey, you still, you definitely want what we have," and he says her brother's name, Hilaran. Um. Yeah. And she's horrified to find out that Amaranth, which I was surprised Amram's making a comeback.
0: She... Oh, yeah. Listen, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but Shalon believes she knows how Helleran died. And she's like, okay, he's telling me information I already have. Mm-hmm. But Emily, does Marais really know how Helleran died? I want to say
1: yes. That's what I want to say. I feel like the ghost bloods are like enough of a threat that in order to be a competent threat, they need to know what happened. Like, I, I have a okay, you know how Adolin was like, Amaram is too clean, Amaram is too good, Amaram is too this. Like, obviously, he's hiding something. Um, or maybe that was mm-hmm. what Dalinar mm-hmm. said, it was either Adolin or, or Dalinar, but
0: Adolin said it.
1: I feel like other people would probably get this vibe from this guy. Like he's just so smarmy about like, oh Dalinar, I couldn't have helped you save your kid because I'm not supposed to take sides. Like, come on, dude. Nobody likes you. So that is my theory is, yes. Uh my theory is the Ghostbloods do know about um they do know about uh Kaladin. Maybe they don't know who he is, but I'm going to guess that at least they know amram wasn't the one who killed helaran okay that's my guess okay
0: um so stupid so now amram. Talk about amram stupid man uh at the end of last book dalinar was like oh we can't imprison him because he's a Shardbearer. he'd just get out and we can't just kill him like legally we can't i don't know why not hey emily what do you What do you think the consequences of letting Amaram survive will be? I think they're be? bad. I think he's going to. Here's the thing. I think
1: he fancies himself much smarter than he is, and he is going Delano or
0: Amaram. Amaram
1: for sure. Okay. And I have a fear that he's going to cause problems. I have a fear that he's going to be the next Sadius. Just because that's kind of what it feels like is being set up is like he's taking the place of like the antagonist in Dalinar's life. And uh, this makes me sound so bloodthirsty and I don't mean it like that. But um, in our, I won't give anything away, but in, Meg and I watched The Incredible Hulk and spoilers for the end of The Incredible Hulk hulk has to a fight 20 year old movie. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe some people are like oh i meant to watch that tomorrow or whatever you know, i hadn't
0: <laughs> seen it before so it's it's fair it's a fair call
1: but like at the end the hulk just barely barely manages to take out the bad guy and like someone stops him before he like m- kills him um and there's a part of me that was just like How are you supposed to hold this guy? Like, wouldn't it just be better? Wouldn't you be saving lives if you just straight up murdered him? And listen, murder is wrong. I know this. I am not advocating for this. But I feel like with the case of Amaram, the idea of like, we let him go because we can't hold him. That felt like an excuse. It felt like there was too much personal history for Delinar to do anything about this. And I think it was a mistake, personally, to at least not even try to contain this person. I'm not saying you should have killed him. I'm not saying you should have killed Amram. I think that's Kaladin's right and or Shallan's right. I think they're going to have to fight over that.
0: Um, Because here's the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Adolin beat someone into the ground so hard during his duel, he made the guy give up his shard blade. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's possible. It's possible.
0: I... It would be hard and it would take a lot of effort, but apparently that it wasn't worth the effort just then. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that was was one thing that was really frustrating about that particular part of the book, where it kind of had the same feel of, like, when Elokar let someone, like, talk him into letting these two silversmiths die, because... And then and then Dalinar kind of covering it up and sending Rashon off to Kaladin's hometown. Like uh, there's there's just gonna be a lot of repercussions from this. I feel like this is like like patient zero. I feel like <laughs> we're gonna be able to trace a lot of bad stuff back to Amaram being around.
0: It'll probably be fine.
1: <laughs> uh my quick question was because um, they talk about they talk about him being in town. Uh, he arrived with the last car- caravan and scavenging crew that you brought through the Oath Gate. He didn't make himself known to the Tower, but to me alone. We have been seen to his needs as he was caught out in a storm with his attendants. So I'm assuming he's been injured <laughs> of
0: some uh, somehow. amram Yeah, yeah. So he would have been caught out in the end of book two storms Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he couldn't hang out with dalinar yep yeah 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 so maybe he is injured that would be great (laughs) slow that guy down (laughs) he he we don't we don't need any any rabble rousers rabble 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 rabble. uh but besides amaram returning what else returns at the end of this chapter Oh the, the high storms They're back so wait is it the Everstorm or the high storm? Uh he said the the high storm. Okay. New Natanaton. new Natanaton uh that is the East Coast. That's where the the it's storms come new from. New
1: Natanon.
0: Yes. New Natanaton. Natanaton. No. Natanaton. <laughs> N-A-T A N A N Natanaton. Okay, you know what? I was saying the proper Voron pl- palindromic version. <laughs> I'm consulting the Mac. Okay. Listen, you're right. I was less right. I only noticed that because I'm like,
1: oh, nat nat. I was like, oh, new nat, nat, nor, new, nat, nat, nat. and or nu new natana. I'm like, wait, there's less letters than I thought there were. One thing you were right. One thing I really like about this book is. I mean, Megan, you told me I would, so obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's that every action, uh, every I say, every action has a has a reaction. But but they're talking about like, well, Amaram's back, and eerily, is that how we say her name? Eli has taken him in, which basically means that because Dalinar, like, stripped. Amaram of his title of like the new founders of the Radiance, So he should be in disgrace. He should be shunned by everyone. But yet the saddiest war camp is taking him in, which basically is them declaring, we think Delinar was wrong. And we think that this man still has value. And so now they have to be pre-worried, you know, Shalon and Adolin and everyone have to be pre-worried and have to be very aware of what the ripple effects will be for this politically. Like this is a power move by Sadius's seat of yes. power, I guess. Yes. And I like that everything means something. Like when they go to visit, they go to visit Eli. Shalon's just like, wow, she's been crying. You can tell. And she's like, maybe she did love her husband. And then she's like, well, maybe she's doing this for show to make us like feel sorry for her. Like there are... There are meanings upon meanings upon meanings of things. And if I were in that situation, it would drive me nuts. But I love this in a book situation because you're just like, ooh,
0: <laughs> what if this happens? Or what if this uh. happens? Okay. Do you know what my wish for this book is? Hmm. I wish the storms would wait to come back because I would have been so interested to see how Shallan would operate. Without access to storm light. Ooh, because. Because, um, like, they they kind of teased us with she's like, oh man, I used up a lot of it. Ugh, I, I probably should ration it. But now that the storms are coming back, I i don't think that's going to be as much of a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see she can't rely on her light weaving. How is she going to continue oh, her veil? How is she's still going to be veil? Yeah. And I'm intrigued
1: to see in the future if if light, if stormlight is going to be something that Shalon feels she can't live without. Like, is uh-huh. it going to be a, hey, I'm radiant, therefore I deserve this, therefore you just have to give it to me? When people need stormlight to do other things, like they need it to light the way so they can work, so they can travel, so that the uh, stormplate and the stormblades can, you know, function. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm intrigued to see what happens, what happens here.
0: All right. But, uh, no more Shalon time. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, I, let's have a little, there was oh,
1: a little more Shalon time. Sorry. Um, it was just very interesting. Um, sorry, I'm going to jump back. I'm so sorry. I should have, I should have brought this up when we were talking about the beginning of the, the first chapter. But, uh, when Adolin and Shalon go to the Sadius area of Eurythiru, um, mm-hmm. Like Adeline gives Shalon some good advice about, she's like, I just have these guards and I don't have them do anything because I don't need them to guard me. I don't need this. And Adolin's just like, no, you have to give them responsibilities so that they feel wanted and needed because you've been elevated and they get to basically ride your coattails. And if you don't get to do that, you're taking away from them opportunities and it made mm-hmm. me feel like it made me feel like I'm reading a Regency novel where like, you know, just the hierarchy of of things of like the footman versus the valet versus the cook versus like everyone has these particular roles and everyone knew yeah. where they belonged. And you've got Gaz and who's the other dude? V- Vata. um who haven't had anything to do and they're kind of like slouchy and like, you know, and then they get to the saddiest war camps and there is a distinct decline in how people appear and behave. And I loved the comparison because, you know, Shalon comments on it and adelin's like, well, you don't want to look like you're trying to look as good as a Colin here like it's almost a badge of honor to be scruffy and like scary looking here in the saddiest war camps Mm -hmm. versus like the colin war camps where like people wear their uniforms and people take pride in what they do and just the the atmospheric difference uh i thoroughly enjoyed i thought it was a really really fun uh detail
0: See, and I always get irritated when royalty is like, but the servants need to serve in <laughs> order to feel important. And I'm like,
1: do they? <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, like, in the context of the oh, yeah, yeah society, I just thought it was a really interesting. The way Brandon pointed it out, I felt it was like really interesting and just something to like pay attention to, which I think it was good for Shalon to see, especially with the previous chapters, how she's like, if I want to infiltrate a place like this, I need to understand how they feel. I need to understand how it works and giving her more and more exposure to the world's not always the way you think it is, I think would be very beneficial for her light weaving and veil and brightness radiant personas
0: okay okay should we touch on our small caledon chapter our real? tiny little baby caledon chapter bitty bitty. uh give me the epigraph all right
1: epigraph says. oh did we get the epigraph to the second give me the epigraph for 22 okay i am no philosopher to intrigue you with piercing questions from now give me the epigraph for 23. okay i am no poet to delight you with clever illusions. Damn it, I'm a doctor, not an engineer, Jim.
0: So, so here's the thing. You believe, your theory has been that Yasna writes this. Yes. Would Yasna describe herself as not a philosopher? No. And I don't think Wit would either. And I, and I think Wit would not say that I am not a storyteller. Yeah,
1: I don't think he would either. So there you go. Thank you for crushing my dreams. Just right down the tube. thanks (laughs) thanks
0: <laughs> Listen, it i'm just trying to give you i'm just tried to give you enough dots to connect you've got a lot of red thread and you haven't got to use it that much yet <laughs> kaladin
1: is traveling with a bunch of uh listeners still and doing really dangerous stuff like sneaking them into shelter during a high storm and being like hey wink wink innkeeper i'm traveling with a bunch of really important people don't even look at them you can't let anybody know we were here (laughs) he like sneaks like a huge group of people
0: into this place i just that's so kaladin that's so kaladin to be fair i think Staying outside in the high storm would be more dangerous. Oh, I do too. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's it feels
1: ridiculous the way he's done it. It's great. I love it.
0: So as they as they all get in, I, I think the I think the main interest in this chapter is the discussion with this yellow sprint. There's a new sprint, and I love that Kaladin tries
1: to play dumb, and I'm like, sir, people know who you are. Like Like, he's just like, oh, I have to pretend that, like, this is all brand new and that, like, I've never seen anything like this before. When it's, like, instead of, like, Syl is a blue, appears as a blue, tiny little female. This one is, like, yellow, like, flame. And she feels much older than Syl. She feels very wise, almost uh, grandmotherly. And she basically is just, like, I think she knows a lot more than Then she lets on, and then she's letting Kaladin think that he has fooled her.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about her appearance. Mm -hmm. So Syl flits and flies around. This woman, wherever she steps, a pillar of yellow stone comes up out of the ground to match where her foot will land. Mm -hmm. So she is, she's like an earthbender sprint. (laughs) She's a little more grounded. Yeah, she wears a flowing dress that covers her legs. And then her face is shaped oddly, narrow, with large, childlike eyes, like someone from Shinovar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means she has Caucasian features. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder... So we found our second white person in these <laughs> books.
1: <laughs> and I wonder if Sill has taken on a Alethi... Um, alethi looks uh
0: that's not mm-hmm. really alethi features, alethi features. it's yeah. not really mentioned but and i think since it's not mentioned then that confirms it because oh because it's not different like the to default Kaladin. for Kaladin. got it yeah okay makes sense the fact that he mentions it for this yellow spren means that still is not uh strange of feature to him you know oddly she the line here her face was shaped oddly so still doesn't look odd Mm -hmm, to him mm -hmm. so there we go uh she asks would you fight for us deserter
1: and this is the um is this is the void spread that he's been trying to see these the the void spread has been bringing all of the listeners together but hasn't oh is it not the void spren no
0: do you know that it's a void spren
1: i just assumed but apparently i'm wrong well they nobody's pointed at her and said that's a void spren okay i'm extrapolating that because there's a spren that has been bringing people together
0: bringing void bringers together okay yeah yeah i'll, I'll allow it. i don't think it's right now the way that you acted maybe this is one of those funny things where i tell you a joke or i throw you off a spoiler on purpose did you think of that i did i mean i'm assuming (laughs) Mm, you can never know which way the wind will blow uh
1: but she's yeah what you said would you fight for us and he says would i be allowed and she responds, my kind aren't nearly as inclined toward discrimination as yours. If you can carry a spear and take orders, then I certainly wouldn't turn you away. The final decision okay. won't be mine, but I am a messenger. And so what I'm wondering is, Sill is part of Honor, the god, mm-hmm. Honor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm assuming this other Spren is a piece of another god?
0: Potential. So. Potentially. But not all the other spren we've seen have been god descendant spren Mm -hmm. like an honor spren is of honor but there's no god called flame yet we do have flame spren Mm -hmm. so i just mean she's different yeah she is she's odd yeah keep a weather eye out uh that brings us to the end of this week's reading do you want to do questions now or later I do want to do questions now, but very first, because I think the listeners would like to hear, I would like to read you, uh, just the first couple sentences of the next chapter. Okay. Okay. So chapter 24, Men of Blood and Sorrow. Dalinar remembered. Her name had been Evie. She'd been tall and willowy with pale yellow hair. Not true golden, like the hair of the Iriali, but striking in its own right. She had been quiet, shy, both she and her brother, for all they'd been willing to flee their homeland in an act of courage. They'd brought shard plate, and that was all that had emerged over the last few days.
1: I love this reveal, because a lot of times if like a character doesn't want you to know something they just won't think about it but that's not very realistic you know yeah (laughs) um and so the way that like dalinar like physically couldn't remember there was a there was an in-world reason for him to not remember and i just Mm -hmm. i thought i think it's very clever
0: all right uh Let's go to listener questions. Wait, wait. Then we will do. Which chapters are we reading? Uh, Then we will do. Which chapters are we reading? Wait. I've I've got an order in my head, so I'm going to propose this. So tell me what you think. We're going to do listener questions. Then we're going to do heralds and the song. And then I will tell you next week's reading. Ah! You saw the picture, huh? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Why (laughs) didn't you warn me? Because I thought we were going to do it at the end. Plus, I didn't remember that there was a picture there. Obviously, I only looked at the first page of of that chapter and not the last page of that chapter. All right. Okay. Uh, Listener questions. Listeners, if you join our Patreon at any level, you'll get access to the Discord. Emily and I will tell you when we were recording and you can write in questions of your very own for us to cover. So we answered a bunch of the first few on Roswell last week. Mm-hmm. And now... Na- <laughs> now we are going to uh, answer a bunch more questions on here. So, haha. You've been tricked. You will have to listen to both feeds to hear <laughs> all the questions. Uh, so... The first question we have is from Ted, who says, If your other sisters guested, what would they make you watch, and what would you make them watch? Oh. So, Emily, what do you think Lauren would have us go through? Mm. The Chosen. I feel like she likes that show a lot. <laughs> so I watched <laughs> some of The Chosen with her parents. Uh-huh. And um, listeners, it is a it is a dramatized uh, it is a dramatized retelling of the last couple years of Christ's life. <laughs> and there's a scene where, I don't know, a couple of the apostles are like arguing or something. And I lean over to my mom and I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember this scene in the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Lauren would uh, recommend All Creatures Great and Small. That was
1: my second one. I was going to say that was going to be my second one.
0: All right, what would you choose to
1: show Lauren? I think I would show her. Oh, okay. Uh, I know I'll jump in. I no, 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 no. I know oh, what it is. Okay, you go. It you is go. a Mandarin drama, and I would suggest this because I think that her 9-year-old would really like it as well, but and I say it's it's too adult for her nine-year-old only because it's in mandarin and and sometimes the translations are a little hard to understand but it's called love between fairy and devil and it is one of the most beautiful adorable up I, i don't even want to say uplifting uh long story short it's this little flower fairy that is in charge of like people's destiny she's in love with the god of war and she is not supposed to interfere ever with what goes on Uh, she sees him die in one of like the destiny books so she goes to this place where they're having the war so she can save the god of war because she is in love with him but by interfering she accidentally lets loose the devil someone that they call the devil which he's the leader of another tribe and they mm-hmm. end up getting linked together. She is this bouncy, cheerful sunshine, rainbows, lollipops, bunny rabbits sort of little person. And he is like no emotion, straight laced. And they get connected, and he ends up being able to feel the things that she feels. And it is so cute because they're trying to figure out how to like unhook their lives from each other. It's like 35 episodes long. It is
0: adorable.
1: That's what I would. That's what I would have her watch.
0: Uh, I would take Lauren through all the Miyazaki movies. Oh, she would like that. Uh-huh. All right. Youngest sister, Mikkel, what would she recommend for each of us? I don't know. If I think like... she'd, she'd have me watch Ted Lasso. <gasps> I was
1: going to say Ted Lasso. Megan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend for Mikkel? What I recommend for Mikkel? Like, uh, oh, I would recommend her Our Flag Means Death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would recommend The Diplomat to her.
1: It's a Netflix one season show, like eight, seven or eight episodes long with Carrie Russell in it. Uh, she's supposed to be a diplomat that's going over to, uh, I think it's Kuwait, uh, over in like the Iran, like the Arab embassy area. Uh, but her assignment is switched last minute and she's actually assigned to like a very public uh appointment in london and she has to figure Mm -hmm. out how to like navigate all the politics there because like she's there she's like women's rights and like you know we want women to be able to vote and do all these things and they're like we want you to take beauty shots for vogue british glamour magazine and she's like cool sure
0: (laughs) i want to change my answer okay I would recommend "Mikel Maniac on Netflix. It is a one-season miniseries about a company that believes they have developed a pill that will replace therapy, mm-hmm. and it is about a, two characters um, played by Jonah Hill and Emma Stone uh, who are part of the clinical trial for this, and Emma Stone fakes her way into this clinical trial Because she has tried a street market version of this pill and she is desperate to get it back. Um, But the effects of it are you take it and you vividly hallucinate scenes, scenarios, extravagantly costumed, all different time periods that take you through uh, the emotions you need to process in your, you know, therapeutic process. And because of some strange circumstance, she and Jonah Hill keep finding each other in these dreams. Ooh. It's, it's gorgeous. It's really beautiful. I've, maybe I've seen Maybe you it. and I will cover it. I've something. seen it. Okay. You
1: recommended it to me, so I watched it. What did you think? I enjoyed
0: it. It was good. Flawless recommendation taste.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, next question. This one is from Priscilla. If you could travel anywhere on Earth, where would you go, both individually and as a sister duo? Ooh. I want to go to Hobbiton okay can we go together could that be the place we go together yes yes we could oh uh, um and okay so then if I could go somewhere alone I would probably go to Japan I don't think you would have fun going to Japan no. with me I think it might be very stressful for you it would be because I don't I don't speak the language <laughs> I've got a 10-day streak on Duolingo <laughs> that begs to differ
1: <laughs> I have said this before so this might not be an exciting answer but I've always wanted to go to iceland to see the northern lights so that's a place i'd want to go
0: Ooh, nice uh ted asks what would emily pick for megs for my sister made me play this video game can i answer first yes i think you would make me play skyrim actually i would No, no 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 i would make you play okay.
1: dragon age of inquisition
0: oh that's what i meant that's what I I, I I get understand. those
1: two mixed up do you want to redo it
0: no okay. <laughs> they should know i'm valuable <laughs> and human i knew that's what you um, meant though all right two more questions uh next one's from jackie may emily what is your favorite non-sanderson fantasy <sighs> novel oh that's so hard i have a lot
1: pick two <laughs> <laughs> pick two okay uh one of them is the thief series by megan wayland turner it is <laughs>
0: pick two here are six books <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pick your favorite book in the thief series uh king of atolia nice that's the third one that is the third one yeah uh, and and the other one what's your second book that you would like the belgariad series Ooh, nice thank okay. you okay um mine is i love the dresden files Oh, those are... Love the Dresden Files. Fabulous. And uh, I... The fourth... The, listen, the first five books, I count as one book. And it's <laughs> pick two. No, you uh, can't take it Changes. changes. <laughs> I loved Changes. I thought it was a really stunning, striking out from the the not the the mundanity of the world but like it was a big departure from how the series had been so far mm-hmm. and i loved it
1: i had to put it down several times the first time i read it even when i read it today just because the ending is so intense that like it gets to be too much and i have to close it put the book down walk away for a little bit and then i can come back to it like i have to like who like chill out from it for a bit
0: all right um the last question, this one's from Bullrog 22. Mary f- Kill Yasna Adolin Makiaki Ayalunamore.
1: Ooh, okay. <sighs> this might be controversial. Uh-huh. Mary Adolin. That's not controversial. Okay. okay. Kill yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's do that's fair to her <laughs> because she's just gonna come back it's gonna be fine <laughs> then the other one is uh the way they uh bullrog 22 wrote a stoup, which i would stup lumuhumu uh-huh. maki aya luna amor
0: nice it's a big dude um priscilla says that that she likes to to read this as knife fork and spoon oh i like that <laughs> so mine actually Will be controversial. Okay. And it's that I'm gonna knife Adolin. <laughs> why? Himbo, golden
1: retriever boy. Is this because to get back at him? I... Are you avenging Sadio? No! Sadius?
0: no, no. <laughs> I personally would like to marry Yasna Cullen. Okay. And the reason why I'm choosing to fork Rock and not Adolin is... And this would be done, you know, morally in the setup of this whatever. I personally believe that Rock has more experience forking than Adolin Khalid does. (laughs) Like, he's a ladies' man, but I don't know if he's mated yet. So, I do not want to be his first time, so I'm going with Rock. There you go. He will rock my world. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, let's do herald chapter headings. Awesome. Emily, who is the herald on top of 21 set up to fail? Set up to fail is,
1: oh, it's female with a helmet. Is this
0: Chicheneratch? This is Chicheneratch. <gasps> oh, good. She is, uh, her aspects are being brave and obedient and she is known as the guard. Oh, which is apropos because Adelin makes a big deal
1: about Shalon needing guards.
0: I I agree. I totally agree. Who is the herald in front of the darkness within? This is Paula.
1: She's the one that looks like Storm from X-Men to me.
0: Uh-huh. And I've gotta look up uh Pa uh Polly Pali- Pi Pylia. Okay, nickname Polly. Uh she is the patron of the Order of Truth Watchers. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, isn't Renarin a truth watcher? Where is Renarin, oh, by the way? I miss that boy. Where has he been? I think
1: that comes up because Shalon wants to find out the truth from Maray's, and Adeline is trying Ooh, to find nice. out the truth of what happened to Sadius, even though he already knows. So important,
0: <laughs> so important. I cannot believe we didn't mention it because it one hundred percent relates to the song of the week. Hmm. Marais has
1: a pet chicken. Oh my gosh. Why did... Okay, but it's not actually a chicken. It is a... Parrot. Yes. It's a green parrot. I don't know if it's like a budgie uh-huh. or if it's like... I don't know, but it's... I just... <laughs> if I'd been Shalon, If I'd been me in Shalon's place, because Shalon wouldn't do this, I would have just been like, squee!
0: And I like got up and like, can I pet your chicken? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a big parrot um and i hope it is a macaw uh because the song of the week is the tiki room Nice. because i yeah i'm like because of the claws no because they're macaws uh and then the next chapter with kaladin uh finding shelter for the stuff listeners sorry not the stuff the people yeah the listeners it's naylin no, it's not. It's the helmeted it guy.
1: Oh, it's Talinolat. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's a helmet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Talm is about being resolute and a builder, which He's the stone Caladin
1: is building a relationship with the enemy, which is going to make things very awkward when it comes time for Delenar to say go fight the enemy and Caladin goes right? they're not the enemy. <laughs>
0: Ah oh, well, that was it for this week's reading, and maybe a record for us doing a uh, a stormlight episode. Uh, next week we will be reading chapter twenty-four, "Men of Blood and Sorrow," chapter twenty-five, "The Girl Who Looked Up," and chapter twenty-six, "Blackthorn Unleashed." <gasps> <laughs> I'm so excited. So, we didn't get any Dalinar this time. Emily, we have two Dalinar chapters yes, next time. Yes, I'm so excited. Very excited. Meg, All right, listeners, thank, thank, thank you, you so much for making me view and this. And to you, and also with you, <laughs> may the Force be with you. Listeners, write in. Tell us, should my Jedi Survivor fanfic. Be an early look, patrons. <laughs> <Kirk>. <laughs> yes. Just oh. kidding! I, 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 I. Do you know what? Maybe we'll do a reading for one of our <laughs> streams. That would be fun. Emily, would you consider reading a chapter of something you wrote? If I read a chapter of something I wrote for the patrons, yeah, yeah, I could do that.
1: Um, I was gonna see, Ken, if you if you read your um if you read your Horizon Zero Dawn fanfic do you think you could get Catalo to come and read some of it for us
0: okay so here's the thing about that <laughs> yes. the he is a professional he's actor. a professional he is this would be like somebody asking me to come draw them free star trek art right like i don't i don't but i feel it would be like asking mark hamill to come
1: read a luke skywalker fanfic
0: i'm never going (laughs) to be in a position where i could do that but you know if noshir does cameo bookings if he if that is something that he does i would pay noshir to read some of my i wouldn't he's listen i consider him a friend and i think that's weird so the answer is no (laughs) um Yep, that's it. That's my answer. That's a good answer. (laughs) Uh, Everyone go play Horizon Zero Dawn and tell Katalo I say hi. (laughs) And play Star Wars Jedi Survivor and high-five Bode. Thanks, uh, cool Noshir for voicing. Basically, Evelyn, you know how I don't like sequels? Yes. Horizon Zero Dawn and Jedi Survivor are now my two, I think the two best sequels of all time. They have both Uh, outdone in my eyes, Toy Story 2 and Trek (gasps) That's high praise. Yeah. So, oh man. And like, okay, so functioning as a, this is, this is a weird distinction. Functioning as a solo story. Mm -hmm. I like Horizon Zero Dawn more, Mm -hmm. but functioning as a sequel, as part two of what they hope is going to be, I think they're planning on at least one more Jedi game, maybe more, Mm -hmm. For part two, uh, Jedi Survivor just astounded me. It was it it moved the characters forward and promised more for them going forward in a way I found really compelling. And I'm trying to say all this without spoilers, so thank goodness Emily's coming to visit me. <laughs> uh, the main story, if we work at it super super hard, it's technically only like 30 hours. So I think if you play story mode, we could blast through the thing.
1: Done. Easy.
0: All right, uh, listeners. We love you, we thank you, we especially we you. Wait,
1: we especially thank Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm.
0: Yes. For our intro and outro.
1: Yeah. For all of our podcasts. You're
0: the best, Michael. All of them. Which include the Roswell 1999 edition, which may be wrapped by the time it comes out. So keep your eyes peeled for Emily's next choice, Scholomance by Naomi Novak and... Uh, also, our miscellaneous feed where we are going through One to Watch and then The Guest and then Mob Psycho. Yep. Right? Wasn't mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everything subject to change all the time. This, <laughs> oh, But now we've got patrons, so we have to raise our standards. <laughs> so we better only tell the truth from <laughs> now on. Promises we can't break. Anyway, I've got to get back to trophy hunting in Jedi Survivor. I get it back to writing my book i think you're gonna do a great job do you know why because why? i believe in you i believe in you ready, ready. break, break.